When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, good Friday. Welcome in to the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We've got a big show for you today because we've got a big weekend ahead in the Sooner Nation. Coming up here in mere moments, we're going to talk to Dane Acker through the no-no against LSU last Sunday. First no-no for the Sooner since 1989. Dane Acker coming up in moments. And... Boy, it's going to be an emotional night inside the Lloyd Noble Center as senior night. Maggie Nichols, Bree Showers, Jay Degavea, oh, some of the greatest women's gymnasts in Oklahoma Sooner history will perform for the last time during the regular season tonight as Oklahoma takes on Michigan. We'll have KJ Kindler on to preview it in moments. But as always, thank you for downloading. Thanks for listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. There is a ton going on. We've got softball this afternoon, a 231st pitch for Oklahoma and Mercer. Then the Sooners will turn around and take on a very good Utah team later this evening. So a good little doubleheader at Marita Hines Field, 230 and 5. The Sooners will turn around at 230 and 5 and take on Murray State and Missouri State. On Saturday. And speaking of Saturday, what a day potentially in store for the men's basketball team. They travel to Fort Worth. They try to shake off the disappointment of the loss earlier this week to Texas tomorrow night, 5 o'clock OUNTCU. And then tomorrow afternoon, a very small, 
senior class for the OU women's basketball team. But they try to get back on track against the Texas Tech at 1 p.m. This has been um, a record-setting season for Taylor Robertson, who, uh, guess what? She's just a sophomore, so she's got two more seasons left after this. But the Sooners will say goodbye to one, two, no, zero. There are no seniors on this roster for the Sooners. So it'll be a senior night when we celebrate some of the support staff, I think, more than anything else. But it gives you an idea of of just how challenging it has been this year whenever you know you turn to senior leadership and there's there's no one there for the Sooners this year a big sophomore class a handful of juniors but for the most part it's an incredibly young women's hoops team they're going to be really good next year but they'll wrap up their home schedule at one o'clock tomorrow against Texas Tech you might say to yourself well Plank what about baseball? Well, that's our first guest, so let's get after it, shall we? Big weekend ahead for the Oklahoma Sooners as they square off against San Diego State. That starts Friday night at 6.30, and we had a chance to catch up with the man of the hour, the Big 12 Pitcher of the Week, Dane Acker. Can you take us through what the last 48 hours have been like since Sunday? Uh, first of all, thank you. Um, yeah, the Past couple of days have been pretty crazy. Gotten lots of texts, lots of things on social media, and um, just been pretty crazy. Um, definitely, sometimes I won't ever forget. So, educate me here real quick. Now, I, I did a little digging. Is that an Astros hat you're wearing in your in your picture on your Twitter feed? Were you an Astros <laughs> fan? Born and raised Astros fan. Um, I've always been, and yeah, it's that's that's an Astros hat. So what, just in general, so I'm a diehard Dodger fan. I, I've never okay. been to Chavez Ravine. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to walk on that field. As just a diehard, I don't know if you'd played there before or, or what, but what was that moment like whenever you're sitting in the dugout of your team you rooted for growing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, walking on the field the first day, um, Thursday for practice, it was just real surreal. Uh, that was my first time on the field. I've been to plenty of games, watched some seats, but never on the field. And I mean, I talked to a lot of guys, and I'm just man, this is crazy. Um, so many great pitchers have pitched here and worked so hard to get here. It's just crazy to be here after watching them all. Dane Acker is our guest. Had you thrown a no-no before in your career? Nope that was, that was the first one. Oh my goodness! So. When when did you realize, or did you not allow yourself to realize how close you were? Um, no, you, I definitely noticed that. Uh, I mean, I, all the guys were asking me this too. They were like, "I'm gonna be honest. I saw in the third inning we, there were zeros up on the board, but that's because uh, both of me and the LSU pitcher we were both just going at it, and both had no hitters for a while, and it's just hard not to not to notice. But then after Mitch hit the Home run in the eighth, it was kind of like, okay, now settle in and go finish it. Everyone leave you alone? Did they, all those traditional things we hear about in baseball, were you kind of sitting by yourself and not being bothered? Yeah, I was at the very end of the bench, and <laughs> all the guys were up on the rail. I didn't really hurt a couple keep going, but uh, nothing really uh, until after the game. Take okay. I, I want to talk more about this, Dane, and I and I know that we we have a limited time with you because uh, you got a lot going on today, and I want you to be able to focus on baseball. But but let's go back a little bit. 
Take me through mm-hmm. what brought you to Oklahoma. When you're at San Jacinto Junior College and this opportunity comes up, what what made you decide that this was where you wanted to be? Yeah, I, I knew a couple guys here, and um, when I came up on my visit, Coach Van Hook, he's he's from Texas, he's, so I've known him for a little while. And and uh, when I got to Norman, it just felt a lot like home and a great place to be, great city. It's all surrounded by the college and all eyes are on us. So, and um, just getting up here, meeting the guys, it just real homey feeling. And it was one I couldn't pass up on. Give me a little bit of perspective of what it's like to be a pitcher for Skip Johnson. Oh man, it's, it's a great experience. He he knows so much, knows so many big leaguers and, and has taught them so much. So, I mean, he knows a lot. You just take it all in and work with it. You just go at it every day and learn something new. What's it like? I mean, again, you're you're. I'm assuming you, you've gone to Astros games. You played your whole life. You're a fan. So, what's it like to really get down to the fine tuning and truly understanding every little element of what you're doing? From you know, understanding scouting to understanding placement of of your plant, of your land foot, of, of your arm angles. What has that been like for you whenever you truly get down to, I hate to use the term X's and O's, Dane, but you truly get down to that X's and O's of pitching? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think about it, but there's so many little things that could um, make the ball move a different way or not go where you want it to go. So it's just really um, a lot. Like once I got here, it was about the small little things. I mean, you can throw certain pitches and everything, but it's about, having a rhythm and pitching pitch to pitch and things just skip teaches us and keeps us more calm on the mound and has more poise to be able to go longer distance and do that, do that stuff and just be able to throw more in the game and have better confidence on the mound. So this team is something else, man, to start the season. You know, it went 2-1 and one in Houston, arguably could have gone 3-0, and oh, but what have you noticed in this squad that has clicked? early what is it that has kind of really caught your attention or stood out to you that's helped bring this team together yeah we have great leadership on this team and i mean with with the seniors and then it goes all the way down to the freshmen i mean everybody has a role and the team is bought in the guys bought in so well i mean just from zaragoza and brady and brady and they all just have a great leadership and and it goes all the way down to the freshmen they notice it that's why there's so many freshmen have stepped up because we're all so close and no one's going to rag on each other. It's just go in there, do your job, and we'll we'll learn about it. Dane Acker is our guest. We got time for two more before we let him get out of here. So, Dane, I, I just I want to go back to Sunday one final time with you. Was there a moment where maybe the, kind of the heart got in the throat, or you thought, "Oh no, they they just either dumped one in on me or they made a play." Your defense was fantastic, but. Where was kind of that moment, or was there a moment where you thought, "Oh no, they got a hit on me"? Um, there I, there wasn't really a moment because I mean I, I wasn't really I never really looked before I threw the pitch where everybody was at, and um, once once I threw it and turned around, it looked like everybody had a great beat on every ball. I mean, there it goes uh, up the middle and to his right, just making all those plays at short. Um, you got Tread, Treadway, and center making both to his right and left and center, just making great plays out there, Brady, Harlan, and right. Just they're all tracking balls down and just we're all out for him. And it was a great feeling, and 
felt like nothing could get past them. Man, that's that's a great feeling, isn't it? Now, knowing that you're knowing you're a Texas kid, uh, I I'm just curious to do it in your hometown ballpark, i.e., being an Astros fan, not necessarily in your in your hometown mm-hmm. of Brenham, Texas, but to be an Astros fan and to do it. And I'm sure there were some friends there and some family there. Can you just put a cap on it overall, Dane, and tell us what it meant and kind of your feelings and your emotions once you were able to kind of consume yourself with it and actually enjoy it? Yeah, it was very surreal, a very surreal moment, just one, being able to pitch on that mound and having a no-hitter at, at that stadium and then being that close to home. And that's where I had my pretty much whole family there and friends from friends from home, friends from college. And um, it was just real crazy where after the game you kind of go and hug everybody and <laughs> want to tell them thanks for coming, but they, you get interrupted and say, awesome game. And it's just really surreal. And uh, one a moment I will never forget. Hey, can you take a we, – we got home games this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're home mm-hmm. this weekend for a big one against San Diego State. Just as a final thought to get people out there, can you take us through the difference that crowd makes in Mitchell Park? I know you've only played a handful of games in there so far, but I want to see that place packed, and it matters to you guys, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, when the, when we have a big crowd and it's popping out there, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like no other. I mean, it's just very fun to have everybody out there. It gets loud. It gets crazy, and – it just brings us more energy, and we play even better because there's more people. But, I mean, yeah, if there's the more people there are, the better it is and the better environment it is for the players and the fans. Hey, Dane, I'm so happy for you, man. Congratulations to do it in your hometown ballpark, if you will, and uh, just continued success. Look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark, and thanks so much for your time, man. We truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Dane. Acker. You know, how cool is that? A lifelong Astros fan, and he throws a no-no inside Minute Maid Park. Well, you know, I am i don't know how else to put it, but Maggie Nichols may be the greatest female student athlete in the history of the University of Oklahoma. If if we were to even try to come up with a list, and, I, and I'd love for some help on this at Plank Show, and we were to come up with the greatest f- women's athlete at the University of Oklahoma, names like uh, Lauren Chamberlain, Kalani Ricketts would come to mind on the softball side of things. Obviously, Stacey Dales would come to mind on the basketball side of things. There, There's a laundry list of previous great women's gymnasts, but y- y- you really kind of immerse yourself in it and realize there might not be anybody that's doing what Maggie Nichols has done so we thought it'd be fun to preview senior night by spending some time talking with women's gymnastics coach KJ Kinley. What a performance on Saturday. And I'll tell you, I said this to Josh just moments ago, getting a chance to sneak a peek a bit and watching them. I think we could, and I'm not trying to put the card ahead of the horse, but I think Denver's going to have something to say whenever we get to the tournament, don't you? Yeah, I mean, they're a great team, um, super fit, Um and I think they, they kind of went through a little injury lull right now, and they're trying to figure it back out. So, um, yeah, I think they'll be dangerous for sure. No one's more dangerous yeah. than the Sooner team. Holy smokes, KJ. What a performance. How did you feel overall after Saturday? Uh, what, the highest score in the country? You guys keep raising the bar. And it's, it's pretty amazing the level at which this squad is executing right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was definitely our best meet to date. It was nice to see Maggie in the all-around again. Um, of course, Anastasia was hitting on all cylinders as usual. 
and uh, Regan Smith in the all-around. Three all-arounders. So that's the most wow. all-arounders we've had all year. Um, and that's exciting. Those three are super strong, um, and they they carried a lot of the weight. But we also had some great performances from, you know, Jordan Draper, Jenna Dunn getting her highest score on balance beam, Jade um, just kind of nailing every single event, best floor routine of the year for her. Um, wow. So we saw a lot of great things from other people too. I I got to ask you something. And, and this is just maybe more curiosity. I, I was having this conversation, and, and everything seems to go back to me, Coach, from whenever I was finally – I was able to sit and watch a whole meet. But I was looking back at the Iowa State meet. Is, do we as fans sometimes not realize just how incredible it is what we're seeing and that, you know, when you see the 198s of the world, just how elite that is? Do you, I, and, again, I'm not knocking the fan base because there's the diehard and, and, and the fans that show up and make noise. But do you think they're – and even maybe within your own team, do they truly grasp where they are and how impressive it is what's being put out there? I, I don't know that they do um, because they have been spoiled to have a team – you know, we've been undefeated at the Lloyd Noble Center since 2015. So when they come in, it's like, you know, you come to expect a certain level of performance and – uh for them, it's probably same old, same old. But for us, a 198 is a very elite score. And we just um, raised our NQS to over 198. We're the only team in the country to have that this year. It's a big deal. Um, any any score above, uh, honestly, a 197.6 is, is a pretty darn good score. <laughs> I will one, say one this, 90- Chris, though. Go ahead. I did want to say this because I was so impressed by our crowd we uh, Denver had a fall on bars, um, a young lady who missed the bar, you know, by quite a ways, and she had to start over. And our crowd was so um, generous with their applause when she started over. I, like, I thought it was the best sportsmanship that I have seen from an audience um, in my entire time here at any of our home meets. So I was really excited that they grasped the fact that, you know, that's hard to fall, and it's hard to start over, so it's pretty exciting to see them respond that way. That's so cool. That is so awesome. Um, can you – now, again, I've heard you drop NQS score on us before, or I guess NQS. That would be like saying uh, uh, ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference Conference, so I'm sorry. Uh, NQS, how important is this and what exactly – this determines seeding, correct? Um, yes, it re- determines seeding and what it is. Um, I'll I'll tell you, it's the top six scores that you have over the course of the year, but three of them must be away. You ah. could have six away, but three have to be away. Um, and then they drop the high score and average the bottom five. So that's what your NQS is. Gotcha. That way, if you so have an outlier, one super high score is dropped and out of the way so that that doesn't, you know, um, skew your average at all. And uh, right now we're we're still number one with Florida behind us. They can still catch us, I believe. Um, but it will be tough. Michigan coming up on Friday night. What a great opportunity to see this team before the Big 12 championship. And this seems wild to say, but here we go. Final regular season home meet for Maggie Nichols. Final regular season home meet for this Oklahoma Sooner team. I know that we'll have a chance to reflect a little bit on Tuesday, but you're not messing around bringing in Michigan. And 
I don't, I don't know. Is it tough to kind of manage the emotions, or with regional play around the corner, does it not really seem like a last hurrah? Well, I, I think it does seem like the last hurrah because regionals really isn't, um, you know, it isn't hyper-focused on us. You know, there's nine gotcha. teams there. It's a tournament. So I think it is the last time that they really feel at home, if you will. And I will say this, Michigan – Bar none is the toughest team we will see this year. They are ranked number four in the country, and I think they're underrated. They are super strong and powerful, um, very detailed. I think that's going to be our toughest opponent of the year. So we need a huge crowd out there. This is going to have to be a great meet. I think, you know, senior night, a lot of times you get very emotional. I think having a really hard opponent like that, maybe – takes that personal part out of it a little like bit it. so you're not so drummed up emotionally and you know there's still you know there's still an objective here to this meet besides <laughs> celebrating our seniors um so hopefully we are able to do both you know have that really aggressive performance and that really emotional moment at the end and i hope people will stick around because we'll talk about each senior what they've meant to the program um, do some video stuff, and uh, there's some three great seniors, Jay Degovea, Bree Showers, Maggie Nichols, and they are worth your time. So I hope people will come out um, and stick around after the meet. We really need a huge crowd in there. Um, honestly, the biggest challenge of our season. That's I like that. I had never thought of it that way, Coach. That you bring in a tough opponent, so you can't you can't worry about the emotions of it. You got to focus. Let the emotions pour afterwards. Focus on beating Michigan. Without a final thought, I know you got to run. Uh, what does it say about Maggie Nichols that you know the concern over the sprained ankle uh, in the Perfect Ten Challenge, and then she's back <laughs> the next meet? I mean, how how I mean, were you shocked at all by this? And how and what does it say about Maggie as a competitor? Well, I got hammered in the press a little for being so, um, you know, for saying that she would be out indefinitely and then her coming back on everything seven days later. So <laughs> what? I, you know, I'm just saying like uh, a sprained ankle can take seven weeks. It can take five weeks, but it rarely takes seven days. So um, she obviously did everything she could outside the gym to, to have that heal. She was taped when it, it rolled. So I think that helped. What people don't understand is when a, a gymnast rolls her ankle. We have no shoes on. So a lot of times it's a little more impactful. And it's also when we're possibly punching the ground. And so it's not when we're running and we roll it, but we're coming down to punch into another skill. And that's when she rolled it. And that can actually be really, really bad. So there's just no way to know until people, you know, work through it. But yeah, she worked through it quite quickly. She's also very determined. And uh, there's some urgency here. This is it, you know, so... She may be uh, biting that bottom lip and going. So that's tonight inside the Lloyd Noble Center, OU and Michigan. The meet will get underway at 7.15. Man, I appreciate everyone downloading. I hope you've enjoyed this week in the Big 12 and the Coaches Show this week. We'll be back next Tuesday, kind of trying to get back in that regular rotation Tuesday. Now that Toby is starting to slowly get back in the mix, we're going to welcome back the voice. We're going to talk to Toby Rowland, see how his healing is going, seeing how he's feeling, and... We'll have the Lincoln-Riley Monday press conference for you next week. So enjoy a great weekend of Sooner Athletics. Have a blast. And if you want to come to an event, go to Soonersports.com slash tickets. Great deals everywhere. Until Tuesday, immerse yourself in it. Have fun. Diamond Sports in full effect. Women's gym 
men's hoops, women's basketball, men's gymnastics winding down, and we're here for it on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Have a great weekend. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.